the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. All right, folks. Welcome to You Ought to Know, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. This hour is sponsored by Southwest Point of Sale. They have a point of sale product for small stores. It's awesome. Designed for the small markets, neighborhood grocery stores, and liquor stores. Super easy to use, inexpensive, costs about the same as an old-style cash register. Uses You can use your iPhone app to add, change your product pricing, delivery, installation, training, all provided by Southwest Point of Sale Specialist. Unlimited technical support. Come with a complete barcode reader, cash box, and a printer. Just call them, 800-540-2149. Also, big shout-out, San Diego Propane. If you've got uh, a propane need and you're in East County, go to sdpropane.com, 619-460-1705. Family owned and operated, can't beat them. West Escondido Auto and Trans for all your automotive needs. Four locations, AAA, Napa Auto Care, ASE certified, westautomotivegroup.com. Check them out. And last but not least, hot rods and custom stuff. If you have a hot rod needs to be serviced or you're going to buy one or build one, you need hot rods and custom stuff. Just go to hotrodscustomstuff.com or call them at 760-745-1170. Tell them you heard it right here on KCBQ. All right, talked to Cynthia Williams to, uh, last week, Global Director of Sustainability. Ford is finding even greater ways to reduce greenhouse gases. Take a listen. All right, folks. Hey, Ford has found another. Uh, it's a greater greenhouse gas reduction, and Cynthia Williams, she's a global director of sustainability at Ford. She's going to tell us all about it. Hey, Cynthia, how are you doing today? Hey, Dave, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. So, what's the news? Hey, so the University of Michigan and Ford Motor Company researchers, we've uh, conducted a new study into the savings of in greenhouse gas emissions relative to light uh, duty uh, vehicles, and found that the Sedans, SUVs, and pickup trucks, battery electric vehicles have approximately 64% lower cradle-to-grave life cycle emissions in their internal combustion engines equivalent on average. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, was that something you were setting out to find out about, or did it just you guys just found out about it during your normal you know, investigation of what vehicles do cradle-to-grave? Well, the one thing that this study adds, well, previous studies looked at the life cycle assessment studies uh, of the benefit of electrification. It pretty much focused on sedans, so ICE uh, versus um, battery electric uh, sedans. So we wanted to expand the the study given the importance of light-duty trucks and SUVs in the U.S. market. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, So how long did this study go? I don't know exactly how long it took, but uh, the, the team did, you know, looked at the data. Uh, they, they've, they've done a, a downtown uh, job and working with the University of Michigan uh, to complete the study. 
And so um, the way the, the study was conducted, uh, and they took a look at uh, some of the um, significant vehicles on, on the road. We took a look at um, your comparison, your SUVs, your sedans, and, and your, and your uh, light-duty trucks. And so one of the things we wanted to do was make sure that we looked at all the data and expand the study to ensure that consumers could understand what's the benefit to them. And so, you know, and looking at uh, this study, not only does uh, BEV trucks offer significant benefits in terms of low range, torque, uh, bidirectional power, it also, um, you know, to you know, power your house, work sites and such, but this also produces fewer emissions across the entire life cycle compared to its ice, its ice uh, equivalent. Right. So, you know, uh, the government can never say that you guys aren't working hard, you know, to get to clean air and, and clean tailpipe emissions and, and alternative fuels. So, I mean, they just kind of let you, need to let you guys do your job and, and, and not, you know, kind of get on your case. Because you guys really work hard, you know, seven days a week, if not longer, to try to accomplish, you know, zero greenhouse emissions, which is the goal. I'll tell you, but it's going to be a partnership, Dave. We, we definitely need the help of not only, um, you know, OEMs like Ford Motor Company, but we need a, you know, we need to work in partnership with governments, states, and local governments. Because not only do we need to bring the vehicles, but we also need to make sure that there's infrastructure in place when these vehicles arrive. We need to make sure that consumers are educated on the benefits of these vehicles. And we need to make sure that incentives are in place until we can bring the cost down on these vehicles. So, again, it's a partnership. We're working hard to bring these vehicles to, to, to the market. Uh, as you can see, Ford has its iconic uh, name place that we're electrifying, the Mustang Mach-E, the electric F-150 and the e-transit commercial uh, vehicle line as well. But, again, it's a partnership. We're working together uh, with everybody to make sure this is a success. I totally agree. But I have to say we did it backwards. The government should have instituted uh, charging systems throughout the United States before we went after you know, building electric vehicles because doing it backwards, I mean, let's just say we ran out of gas tomorrow there's millions of people out there, and there's not enough electric vehicles to, to supply that. So, I mean, I wish we would have done it the other way, but at least we're going in the right direction. And we've got to get electric vehicle prices down because once, you know, if we go full electric between 2025 and 2035, and you've got kids working at McDonald's and, and what have you at minimum wage, even though our minimum wage is up, it's going to be hard to afford an electric vehicle unless the manufacturer comes out with a, a low-cost electric vehicle, you know, for the entry-level user. You're absolutely right. And, and Ford is offering the, the largest charging network in America, in North America. So we, we're connecting our consumers with places that they can charge so that making sure that they know what, where they can charge when, when, if they are able to afford these vehicles. And I'll tell you, the F-150 Lightning, the starting price is 39974 and that's before any of the incentives that are offered. And so we're, we're doing the, the best that we can to make sure that we're uh, scaling, using, using vehicle scale, um, as well as to, to get these vehicles on the road at, at, at reasonable prices so America uh, can afford those. So I, we appreciate everything that, that everybody's doing to work together to bring the price down. 
Uh, but again, incentives are key as we uh, make this transition. I totally agree, and I think you know the you know the longer we because remember back in the day when electric vehicles first came out, it was like the computer. You know, you it was like buying a house. You just there's no way. So now thirty nine thousand for a, a pickup truck that not only will charge your house or your business, but you know it'll also do the job of a truck. So I think we're definitely going in the right direction. Uh, I, it'll be interesting. I know we don't talk future product, but I know you guys are working hard for the future product. It'll be interesting to see in the next five to ten years what vehicles are out there for that entry-level buyer because I know you guys are looking at that market as well as your middle market and your high-end market. Absolutely. We're investing over $30 billion in electric vehicles globally through 2025. And by 2030, we expect approximately 40% of our global volume to be fully electric. And so we're doing all we can to bring the products to market that customers love. Okay, the other thing you got to do is you got to put some kind of a, a tape player in the new electric vehicles. It sounds like a 429 Boss Mustang because you got to bring the noise. <laughs> it said it right on mode. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm just happy to hear. You know, when John told me about this interview, I was curious to see because we haven't talked in a while to see where we've gone. And I think the, I think the, the F-150 Lightning has caught people by surprise uh, with with what you're able to do with a with a pickup truck. Uh, you know, like I said, not only you know cutting emissions, cutting fuel prices, but you know being able to plug it into a house. I mean, who would have thought it? I was talking to somebody the other day from Ford. And I was telling him I got backup batteries on my on my house. He says, "Well, we've got seven on the Lightning, where you've got one in your garage." And I go, "Yeah, that's my whole point." So I think Ford is truly, you know, the leader when it comes to electric vehicles. I know a lot of people think Tesla is, but I really disagree with that. I think Ford has gone farther uh, with an electric vehicle, a, a sustainable electric vehicle. And a vehicle that makes sense for the for the consumer. So you know, I applaud Ford for that. And I always love talking to you guys. You know, just to see what's come up comes up next. Well, thank you, Dave. We appreciate you and appreciate all the customers across the America. And we're bringing the vehicles to you that you're gonna love. So F-150 Lightning is an outstanding vehicle, and we we expect everybody to love it. All right. Well, don't forget to put that tape player in there that sounds like a 429 Mustang. <laughs> Gotcha. You can take full credit for that idea. I give it to you. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Hey, if, oh, you if, take care. If somebody wants to find out more, just Ford.com, and then there's probably a link someplace on the page. Absolutely. www.ford.com. All right, kiddo. All right, have a great, great. week. I'll talk to you down the road. Great. You have a great one, too. Bye-bye. All right, folks. Welcome back to You Ought to Know, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. is brought to you by South Bay Auto House. Boy, I tell you what, independent San Diego Mercedes-Benz specialist. If you have any uh, Mercedes-Benz issues, you're buying, selling, or maybe you're just looking to get one serviced, you can't beat South Bay Auto House. They are number one when it comes to Mercedes-Benz service. Service, parts, sales, you name it, they've got it. They'll even take a look at your vehicle if you want to trade it in. They'll give you better prices than anybody. So check them out at autohousesoftbay.com, autohousesoftbay.com. 
Dr. Gary and Rick tell them you heard it right here on KCBQ. Also, Bumper Docs and T scratches, dings, and dents. Nobody, absolutely nobody does it better than Bumper Docs and T. Headlight restoration. Uh, they'll do leash returns. They'll, they'll do it all. So check these guys out. And last but not least, Express Auto Service. Right over there at 7633 Elcombe Boulevard. They'll work on anything in your driveway. Uh, they have all. They work on all my cars, so nobody does it better. Talk to Dave and Connie. Tell me you heard it right here on KCBQ. All right, we got Kristen Barclay on the line. She's in the Nissan Leaf. You know, that car has come a long way. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely has. It'll it'll drive a long way as well. Um, had the plus, so the EPA range is up to 215 miles. And yeah. It's certainly certainly come a long way in eliminating range anxiety, which uh, I think anyone that has kind of been with electric vehicles from the start, so to speak, uh, can relate to. Well, and I had trouble with my home uh, 220 charger, my level two. So I had to resort to uh, 110. I was very impressed. I mean, it only took, I plugged it in at like four in the afternoon and then the next morning it was totally charged up. Yeah, you know what? I love the fact too that you can schedule it. Yeah. Um, because I think I'd be the type that would forget. You know how? I mean, I I would forget. My kids would go to school and they would bring their lunchbox, and I would forget to take it out of their backpack that night. Mm-hmm. You know, and three days later, you'd open the lunchbox and and find you know mm-hmm. science experiments in them. So I'd be the type that would forget. You know, get up to go the next morning to work and be like, oh man, I forgot to schedule the. Uh, schedule the charging right but you know um, the beauty of it is when the car's fully charged it just shuts everything off so you're not overcharging you're not you know using either electricity or solar in my case you know once it gets fully charged boom light on the charger goes off car's fully charged and you're good to go we, yeah and that's awesome and you know speaking of charging um you know what's now standard is their quick charge port and mm-hmm. portable charge cable that's now standard i think that's that's a good thing um, I think a lot of people, when you buy an electric vehicle, it's kind of, there's a learning curve, right? Of like, well, you know, how often do I need to charge it? When do I need, uh, or how, you know, like you said, you knew you needed a port you needed to do to upgrade your charging. Um, you're able to fall back on your 110 volt, but I think a lot of people haven't even thought about the fact that they might need to upgrade, uh, their, their equipment, so to speak, their, their charging, um, mode for a vehicle they just go oh i'm gonna go buy an electric vehicle and mm. just think you know i can plug it in anywhere they don't because i've talked to several people that you know when we start talking about it and they're like oh really i didn't know that well some uh, of the competition out there one in particular 76 hours on 110 really uh-huh and it starts with a t yeah wow and it's wow. not and it's not tesla <laughs> I was yeah. so shocked. I could not believe it when I heard that number. And they didn't have any excuse for it. But I'm thinking, well, you know, you guys, I mean, the government's already put the horse in, in back of the cart. We should have had the infrastructure in. We should have had all the charging stations in. We should have had all that done before we started selling electric cars because it would have made for a lot easier transition. So there's a lot of people out there that they're going to have to rely on 110 if they're living in an apartment or maybe they have a house where the power system's not up to snuff. But, you know, but I was very well, impressed yeah, with renting, the Nissan. If you're renting, it's probably a, a hard argument to get your landlord to, uh, to, uh-huh. to upgrade. 
Well, yeah, because they know, automatically so. think, oh, it's going to cost a fortune. Well, no, it's not. Not 110, it's not. It's no different than if you plug any other appliance in for 110. Right. Well, you know something that, that I know a lot of people when they're buying electric, electric vehicles um, are curious about, and especially um, we've talked about recently, is like warranty. So I was looking into it. And every 2022 Nissan Leaf has a limited lithium-ion battery warranty, which covers seven years. Um, no, excuse me, covers um, it's eight years mm-hmm. of defects in materials or workmanship or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first for the battery pack. Right. And then they have a limited warranty about battery capacity, which I think is equally important. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's a loss below nine bars of capacity for the first eight years, 100,000 miles for all, all models. And, you know, when we talk about the 110 or the 220 uh, charging, I think people forget, you know, it, it's it's kind of like with your phones. I'm all, I'm constantly fussing at Marlon because his phone will, will be at, like, three-quarters charge, and he's like, I'm just going to plug my phone in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? And he's like, well, because it's three-quarters. And I'm like, don't do that. You don't want to do that. That's mm-hmm. not good for the battery. It's the same thing with cars. Yeah. And I think that my concern is, you know, there's probably people who – go, oh, man, I don't have time to charge it overnight, but I can charge it for a quick hour while I'm at Dave's house, you know? Mm. And, and they plug it in, it gets a partial charge. That's not really good. You don't really want to do that. Feel the back of the phone, and it'll tell you. When that thing gets hot, uh, people just don't realize. I, I'm like you. I, I happen to happen to have a, a device called a Mophie on the back of my phone. So I'll wait till it gets down to 20%, 30%. And then I turn the little Mophie on, and it charges it back up in no time at all. But if you're right, if you're constantly pounding it, you know, that's what I don't like about these super heavy-duty chargers. You know, they put, you know, they'll charge a car up in like 80% in 15 minutes. Man, you know that's that's hammering the heck out of that battery. Right, yeah, it, it totally can't be good. You know, what I was looking for while, we're, while you were talking is, I wanted to see what they called the color of this because it was a it was an orange and I was so excited. Oh, I feel like um, every time I had a Nissan Leaf in the past, I had like a silver one. Uh huh. Um, and I just I, it's boring. I love this like peppy orange. It really got a lot of uh, attention. Yeah. I like the design changes that they've made to it. Um, it doesn't look as vanilla or as no. boring. Um, and the price on mine, I was in a SL Plus. It was under forty k. So All I was right. thirty nine thousand two fifty five. And I know we shouldn't talk gas prices because gas has gone through the roof. But I saw today where, because I know it's high in California, I saw today where it's almost four or at four here in Texas. Um, I'd kill for that. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. So like that's that's why I said like I hate to even say it, but you, they also made a lot of a uh, the SV Plus technology package, which used to cost additional. It's now standard on the 2022 model year, so you get the ProPilot Assist. You get the eight-way driver's seat, the LED headlights. Like You just get a whole lot of extra stuff. The around-view monitor, which is my favorite Nissan feature, um, a whole lot of extra for uh, for the price tag. So it's, and by, a, good, it's by, a good buy. Yeah, and Brian, Nissan Orange Mist is what you're oh, in. thank you. Isn't, that's even a cool name. I do. Oh, I like Mist. it, too. I, I do, too. But I got to tell you, when I started this, this interview – you know, that car has come a long way. It's super comfortable. It's got all the amenities you could ever want in a, in a, in a car, let alone being all electric. Absolutely. You know what? The only complaint that I had, and it's a, it's a small one, is um, when we were doing, like, small, slow neighborhood driving, you know, because there's a, a couple of loops I do that are, like, we're only going 30 miles per hour, mm-hmm. you can hear it buzzing. 
Um, and it, it's so noticeable that like people were starting to notice us. Like they would look up like really hey, the car's mine, making mine, a noise. Mine didn't do that. Uh, okay, interesting. Or maybe I just turn my radio up a little louder than you. You know, that's why it's in there. You know, yeah, you're right. I, I used to tell that, customers that all the time. Down. I used to tell customers at the dealership, well, I hear this really oddball squeak. I said, well, just turn your radio up. <laughs> that's what it's for, is to make those weird noises go away. But I think you're right. I think at low speeds, you can just you just hear the electric motor working is what it is. Right, and it's not like it's a bad thing. It's probably a good thing so that people know that the car is coming. It's yeah. just I, I did the same loop twice. Uh-huh. And I said, Why are people staring at us? And then I realized, oh, because they hear it, so yeah. they're looking to see what's making that noise. You they, know, they think you're um, a Jetson, <laughs> or, or they're like, who are those creepy people? That this is their third time they've driven. Yeah, right. They keep they're casing our house. Yeah, they're casing our house. Ah, oh, break out the three fifty seven. We'll fix it. <laughs> It, it is Texas, you know. Yep. It is Texas. <laughs> exactly. No, I... Yeah, it, it's got all the creature comforts you yeah. want. It's got a great price tag. The range is amazing. And because Nissan is making this leaf so long, it's, it's definitely got reliability there as well. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Well, Nissan said, it, Nissan said, be ready, folks. You know, we're coming on strong. And they have not, they have not failed. I mean, everything that's either being refreshed or coming out is way better than what it was back in the day yeah and they just keep building on their technology yeah. and um I, I just i mean the leaf has been a good a good buy from the beginning and it's just getting a better buy as mm-hmm. they improve their technology and their design mm-hmm. um as well as like you said the comfort the seats are comfortable the steering sits you know it, it rides well um it's definitely a vehicle that you know is perfect for what it's intended to do which is uh save you money at the pump be more efficient and a great commuter vehicle well since this is your new pet peeve how was it adjusting the seat to your to your satisfaction? I was able to get it, you know, fairly quickly. And the and the thing is, I had just gone from an SUV to a car, so a lot of times, you know, I tend to want to keep moving that seat higher and mm-hmm. higher because I'm like, why am I sitting on the ground? Yeah. But no, it was it was easily adjustable. Yeah. Well, because remember, we kind of talked about it the other day. You had a car that you just flat could not get that thing the way you wanted it. And that's important because we've had this conversation that if you're not comfortable the first time you sit in that car, that's a problem. No, you're you're absolutely correct. No, everything was easy to use, and the sound system is great. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I should have just turned it up. Um, <laughs> the technology with that ProPilot, uh, it's just you get a whole lot of bang for your yeah. buck. Um, it's, it's just a great vehicle, and probably sales will increase now with the uh, the price of gas going up to arm leg and sole right. prices. Yeah, no, I I got you. Somebody was uh, it was cute is on Facebook and it says, "Hey, my loan cleared. Now I can go get a tank of gas." <laughs> nice. I know. How do people follow you around, girl? Uh, find me at uh, focusdailynews.com or facebook.com backslash yak radio and I'll uh, talk to you next week. I look forward to it. Say hi to the family. Thanks, Dave. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to You Ought to Know right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to the You Ought to Know show right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by San Diego Gear and Axle. You got any undercarriage or driveline issues? Steve can take care of it like nobody's business. Go to sdgearaxle.com. Whether it's two-wheel, four-wheel, all-wheel, maybe you're doing a conversion, or maybe you're in the motorsport community and you need some work done there as well. 
Give Steve a call at 858-449-5656. Also, John's Automotive Care, another Napa Auto Care, ASC certified, ASC uh, certified, warranty good, clear across the United States, right there at 6267 Riverdale. Easiest thing to do is go to John's with an S, San Diego Auto Repair.com, two locations. Give John a call and thank him for all he does. Brian Armstead on the line, rolling in the new Aston Martin DBV SUV. Man, that thing is a sweetheart, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, Dave. How are you doing today? Doing wonderful. Hey, I thought about you this morning. I flicked on the TV and the Miami International Boat Show was on. And I seen about five yeah, boats that yeah. you can afford. That was actually last week that the uh, boat show was uh, in Miami, so that that was probably a repeat. Yeah, um, it's actually the DBX. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. DBX. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I just yeah. Now, now think about think think about the history of Aston Martin. You mm-hmm. know, the company was founded by Lionel Martin and Robert Bamford back in uh, the UK in 1913. The name evolves from Lionel Martin winning the Aston Clinton hill climb race back in the day and uh aston martin was synonymous with racing they won their french they've entered their french grand prix their regular entrance in the 24 hours of Le Mans. they're on the formula one circuit with their um with their aston martin race cars but as far as the passenger and sports car legacy that they created i mean it really kind of hit when they developed the db series the DB2 was popular. The DB4 GT, Segato is priceless now. But it really came to cloud. It really came to fame when uh, they created the legendary Bond car, the DB5. And so Aston Martin's craftsmanship, their engine building, all legendary, Dave. DB, DB, and then X for crossover. The DBX is their first sport utility vehicle. And it's outselling all of their other cars combined four to one. Now the DBX starts at about one seventy six nine. Dave, if you got three million dollars burning a hole in your pocket, you can buy the Aston Martin Valkyrie supercar. Three million dollars starting price, limited edition, guaranteed to sell all out as soon as they are. You know, they build one, it's sold. They build one, it's sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, DBX joins Vantage, the DB11, the DBS convertible, and the Valkyrie as, uh, as the models that they produce. Now, I am traveling to Sardinia in a couple of weeks to drive the DBX 707. The DBX I had in Miami in South Beach was just a regular DBX model, which means it had a 4-liter twin-turbo AMG Mercedes sourced engine outputting 542 horsepower, 516 pound-feet of torque, 0 to 60 in 4.5 seconds, 181 miles an hour. Well, Dave Stahl, that is not enough for the folks at (laughs) Aston Martin. So they've upped the ante for the DBX 707, um, uh, 707 horsepower, 193 miles per hour, 0 to 60 in just 3.3 seconds. That's almost, that's motorcycle uh, fast. It's just unbelievable. Totally. Uh, the 707 will be the world's most powerful SUV. That is, of course, until Lamborghini gets ticked off by that and the Euros, they up, they up the ante on the Euros. So the high-performance SUV war is, is about to ratchet up with the launch of the DBX 707. 
Now, what's impressive about this car, Dave, it's a four-door SUV. It's got a aluminum and monocoque frame, a body shell, rather, and it's got aluminum and composite body panels, a carbon fiber propeller shaft. The prop shaft is uh, carbon fiber, wow. a nine-speed automatic transmission, also sourced from AMG, magnesium. A lot of lightweight materials here, Dave, mm-hmm. 4,940 pounds for a good-sized SUV that can tow 5,490 pounds, which is more than a Toyota 4Runner TRD Pro, by the way, mm-hmm. which is pretty impressive, I think. Uh, it's a lightweight baby, man. you got four on-road driving modes, two off-road driving modes. Uh, and when you put your foot into those, that 542-horsepower, Man, that thing sings. And then when you lift your foot up, you get that, you know, that high performance car burble when you lift your foot off of the, um, off of the accelerator. That snap, crackle, pop that just sounds oh so good in McLarens and, and all the other AMG cars that are out there, all the supercars. Well, this DBX has that same snap, crackle, pop, and, and on South Beach you hear it all the time. But it was nice to be part of that club, rolling down the street, you know, lifting off after a hard acceleration run and getting that very pleasing, you know, V8 twin turbo snap crackle pop sound. Just really impressive. Rides uh, on adaptive dampers, Dave, with air springs. Uh, it, it just rides very smoothly. You know, you put your foot in it, it goes. You go around the corner, it goes where you point it. Very precise. So precise, as a matter of fact, that even moderate uh, input to the steering wheel, and you're, you're about to change lanes. So you have to be really careful. It's, it's BMW crisp. And I don't want to sound insulting to Aston Martin by saying it's BMW crisp. The BMW is known as the ultimate driving machine for a reason. Their cars are precise on the road. You point them in a direction, and they go in that direction. So the Aston Martin is built on that same principle, handcrafted engines. You know, uh, before they swapped out the engines to uh, to Mercedes, handcrafted Aston Martin V8 engines, they're still handcrafted. They're just handcrafted by the AMG crew over at Mercedes-Benz. The car rides on 22-inch wheels standard, and you can have all kinds of interior options, Dave. You just pick the Q, uh, you pick the Q, um, I have the note here about Q, hold on one second. Q by Aston Martin is their bespoke program where you can, it's like, BMW, uh, it's like Bentley or Rolls-Royce. You know, mm-hmm. they have these bespoke options. Like, if you want pink interior in your Aston Martin, you know, they may uh, kick you out of the dealership, but if you got the right cast, they'll make it happen. <laughs> That's the beauty of bespoke vehicles. You can get anything you want. And some of the interior features have very unique names as well. They go by the names like uh, Create and Accelerate and Inspire. These are interior packages I can't break them all down because we'd be on yeah. well beyond my allotted times. But Alcantara Headliner, this is a luxury car. Don't get it twisted. This is a full luxury sport utility vehicle. Stitch Dash, 12.3-inch uh, cluster in front of you, 10.2-inch cluster on the center console, rotary controller to to get you back and forth uh, from from, you know, feature to feature. 800-watt uh, premium audio, 14 speakers. Trust me, on, on our drive from South Beach up to uh, Palm Beach, see my sister, mm-hmm. we we maxed out the uh, the audio system. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect 
sunroof. Uh, you know, you got a full panoramic glass sunroof, so you can't open a sunroof, but it brings a lot of light into the interior. It's a very roomy interior, front and rear seat. And you fold those rear seats down, you got a lot of cargo room. And, you know, with the all-wheel drive platform, man, it's, it's just an impressive vehicle. I don't know any of our colleagues, Dave, who think otherwise. Mm-mm. You know, some people boohoo some of the uh, safety features that are not standard equipment yet on the 2022s, like lane, lane keeping assist. Well, you know, Aston Martin will get there. I mean, you know, they, they don't have the resources that, you know, some of the other larger companies have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, eventually all these safety features will be incorporated. Sometimes I wish lane keeping assist was a thing of the past because some of the lane keeping assist systems yank you back into your lane yeah. so hard you you just turn it off because you're just like okay yeah. I don't need this kind of intrusion into my life. Three year unlimited mileage powertrain warranty, Dave, which is impressive for a supercar if you drive it a lot. So if you're the kind of guy that has to go all up and down, you know uh, the the 101 out there. You know, in, in California, from city to city, if you drive to L.A. every weekend and, you know, three years, you can put 400,000 miles on the car and you still have that um, warranty intact. So if you're a high mileage guy, then mm-hmm. perhaps this is the supercar SUV uh, that you want. Um, got a lot of input from my uh, my, my co-pilot, uh, Penn, on the uh, Miami trip. She liked it. Um, it's comfortable. It's got a lot of features that, you know, are just great to have and Overall, Dave, it was just a terrific automobile. Can't wait to get to Sardinia. Yeah. To be my first time to the uh, island island off the coast of Italy. And uh, go drive it over there and see what 707 horsepower are all about. You can go to the Aston Martin website to spec out your DBX. And, uh, you know, it's just they sell four times more than all of the other ones combined for a reason. America is crazy about Aston Martin yeah. uh, and crazy about sport utility vehicles. And now you have this high-end option. Dave, when we were in Miami, we saw Lamborghini Euros everywhere. They were like taxi cabs. Sure. You know, there's so many Euros, orange, green, metallic wrapped, wow. black, white, you name it. Uh, they're everywhere. So it's you, you used to see G-Wagons everywhere. We saw a lot of DBX vehicles as well. So, uh, you know, in a market like Miami, South Beach, it's a popular vehicle. A lot of people looked at us, um, you know, because it's still relatively new because, you know, the, the Euros has been out for a couple of years, but this is still relatively new. So people are not quite used to seeing it on the road yet. And we kind of had that moth to the flame effect where people were looking at us so hard, they were actually steering towards us. Yeah, I hate that. And coming back from uh, from Palm Beach one night, had a had a Toyota Tundra try to get me to race, Dave. That was just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> the guy pulls up beside me, starts revving his engine. I didn't even look at him. He stayed there for like 30 seconds and then took off. I'm like, dude, I'm not wasting no. $5 a gallon gasoline on a Tundra. Come on, man. Let's just make this worthwhile. Like, well, you know, if I'm going to burn up the gas, let's at least make it worthwhile. Oh, I'm sorry, $7 a gallon for you out there, Dave. Don't start with me. Don't start with me. Yes, don't start with somebody like when you said, "Oh yeah, you go to L.A. and back." Nobody goes to L.A. and back anymore. Are you kidding? It's crazy out here. <laughs> Golly! But uh, but man, uh, I want to thank Nathan Hoyt and the uh, Aston Martin crew for uh, for bringing me back into the fold. It's been quite a quite a while since I've driven one. Yeah, and uh, of course the Prestige folks, uh, the Serato brothers down in um, in Miami. Uh, 
Angelo, Marcelo. They do a great Tony job. Serato, man. They do a terrific job. Oh, yeah, just terrific. So uh, great experience, man. Um, all right. Look forward to uh, to driving. Uh, you know, you get to take, hey, do you get to take your co-pilot to Sardinia? That. I do not, unfortunately. Oh, well, um, hey, but, she's uh, small. Put her in the bag. Nobody will notice. <laughs> she's over here bent over laughing. No, she's not big. I mean, you can fold. Just fold her in the middle. Put her in your overnight bag. Put fragile on it. You got to be, dude. Say something. I will take your advice. See, see, see. I knew you were the smarter of the two. <laughs> All right, you guys have fun. How do how do they follow you around, son? On on our Instagram and Twitter at Road Gear Son and Chris. Thank you as always for excellent board work. Back next week, we're going to talk about uh, probably this BMW 4 Series that I'm in, but uh, we'll have something fun to talk about next week as well. You got it, buddy. All right, safe travels. Talk you down the road, folks. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, a whole lot more right here on You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to the You Ought to Know show right here on FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Segment brought to you by Convoy Auto Service, another Napa Auto Care, ASC certified triple-A approved shop, guarantees good clear across the United States. Can't ask for anything better than that. Dave runs an awesome shop. Trip, uh, all his technicians are certified, master tech in the house. Check them out at convoyautorepair.com. You won't be dissatisfied. Also, Bumper Doc Kearney Mesa. You got a lease return vehicle? Man, I tell you what, take it over to Bumper Doc. Let them do their magic on it because if they don't, that lease company will send it to a body shop, and you'll pay full retail. They also do scratches, dings, dents. They also do body work, too. All the insurance companies uh, recommend Bumper Doc and, and authorize it payment-wise. And remember, it's your choice where you take your car. It's not the insurance company's choice. Bumper Doc, Curdy Mesa. Go to Curdy Mesa. BumperDoc.com. All right. Well, I, I kind of full on the motorsports show. So I did an interview with Matt Hagan and he's just such a great driver. He's brand new with Tony Stewart racing. So I'm going to go ahead and run that in this segment. Just something fresh and new for you. Take a listen. All right, folks. Hey, we got Matt Hagan on the line. New team, new year. Starting off pretty good. I mean, you know, let's face it. And I guess the cool thing is you get to stick with Dodge. Yeah. You know, I've been carrying a banner for Dodge for, I guess, Gosh, close to uh, 10 years or more now. And, you know, it was just uh, it was awesome, you know, knowing that, that uh, Dodge was basically going to kind of, you know, come over to TSR. And, you know, Leah's a teammate as well, and she's been driving for him for a while. And, you know, just being able to keep all that together is, has been amazing, you know. And it just – this whole new deal with Tony Stewart racing has been, been great. I mean, Tony, I really feel like he's going to be a great, great team owner. Um, you know, his, he's got a great way of motivating and – uh, all the guys are happy. I've never really seen my guys so happy to come to work. So that says a lot in itself, you know. And, and we've come off a semifinal finish and then a final this last weekend. And, you know, I'm not really worried about when the wins are going to come because I just – I know with my crew chief, you know, what we're, we've been dealing with is we've made – Dickie's made a lot of power over the winter with uh, the rules that we have that are allowed. And – uh but when you, you know, you add fuel and you add spark and you add air into a combustion chamber, you know, it changes a lot of things, you know. So, uh, Dickie is really kind of, you know, kind of reeling in that 
that fuel curve right now. And we've, we've had, you know, two, the reasons we've also been, we've had cylinders out and that's just adjusting to the fuel curve and, and really kind of like knowing that, you know, this, this car is going to, you know, I'll put cylinders out. But one thing about Dickie Venables is that dude is one of the smartest crew chiefs I know. And that's why we've been so successful over the years is because of Dickie. And, and so there's not a doubt in my mind when, when he gets his car right, it's going to be game over because we're already setting, you know, track records and, and records out here that we haven't done in, in four years, you know. So uh, it's just exciting, you know. And, and Tony is going to supply us with all the parts and pieces and all the stuff that we need to run up front and perform. So uh, it's just going to be a good thing all the way around, you know. Yeah, and you got to take your whole team with you, which I that, think yeah. is. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's, you know? that's really cool. Well, it's huge. You know, I mean, one thing about what we do out here is consistency. And, you know, I'm going to brag on us for a little bit, but it's it's one of those things where, you know, I was dri- named driver of the decade for the last 10 years, you know, because of Dickie Venables. It wasn't because of me. It was because he put such a great race car underneath me. And it was based off surely all just pure facts of, of you know, round wins, championships, uh, you know, race wins, all that kind of stuff. It wasn't a, you know, a popular, you know, a popular contest kind of thing. Who's the most popular? It was like, who did, who won the most rounds, who won the most races, who won the most championships. And we did that together in the last 10 years above anyone else. So being able to bring those, those guys over to TSR is, is massive. You know I mean? I, I truly didn't want to start over with anybody else. So Tony went in there and made sure we scooped up everybody and, and, you know, and everybody asks about this relationship with DSR, we still have a good relationship with Don. And, and you know, and I'm going to be honest. Everybody says, well, you know, you, you, you run it up last year. You won a championship with him before. You won three titles with him. Like, why would you leave? And I didn't really want to leave. It was just change is good. You know, I mean, Tony brings in a lot of charisma, a lot of new sponsors, a lot of new, you know, notoriety to the sport. And, you know, it, it helps my legacy to move over in that direction as well, especially bringing my team over like that, you know. So uh, it, it's just a good all-around thing, and there's there's no hard feelings either way. I don't feel like, you know, we're still buying blocks and parts and pieces from DS, DSM and the machine shop they have there. So I think, you know, for Don, it was a way to kind of step back a little bit and, and Tony to step up, you know. And I'm just – I hope NHRA really – understands how big this is to have Tony be a team owner over here, and I hope they push it out there, and they hope hope it, it helps grow our sport, you know? Well, I agree, and you know what? That just shows you what NHRA is about. They're the closest to their fans, and you got a guy like Don Schumacher who let you and your whole team and your whole advertising package go to another team that's going to be a competitor, and he gave it to you with good graces. That just shows you what kind of a man Don Shoemaker is, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely, I've got nothing but good things to say about Don. Yeah. And, you know, we've we've had a lot of good memories and a lot of a lot of race wins and a lot of championships there. You know, and uh, I, I've been blessed in my career to have so many championships and to run it up. You know, three times in titles. And there's a lot of people in the sport that would just like to even get close. You know, and and have never even won a title. So I'm very very grateful for the things that that uh, I've been able to accomplish over there at DSR. And I'm just really, really excited of what's, what's ahead for this multi-year contract that we've, we've signed here with Dodge and this power broker team and direct connection. And, you know, I just, I'm, I'm excited to help grow the Dodge brand, you know, with Tony Stewart racing. And, and I'm, I'm just, honestly, I'm excited just to keep driving these things, man. Oh yeah. And it's a beautiful color scheme, man. Is that car gorgeous, but I got to ask you, when are you getting in a dirt car? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Tony will even let us. We hadn't really gone down that uh, that avenue. You know, the last dirt car I got in was Clint Boyer's, and uh, it blew my mind, man. You know, the, honestly, is one of those things where, you know, everything that we own a half-mile oval at home here, and, you know, so I've drove a lot of late models and different things like that, and everything that I've learned on asphalt, throw it out the window to drive dirt, right? You know, you got to keep your foot in the throttle to keep the chassis, you know, hooked up and moving, and, and you're turning right to go left, and and I got out of Clint's car, and I was like, this is nuts, dude, you know what I mean? And so he was like, yeah, that's why we love it, you know? And I was like, man, you know, I just need to stay away from these things because I end up owning one, you know? Yeah, let me just go back to three seconds, and I'm good to go. I don't need none of this 20, 30 lap going left, right, and every which way with a whole bunch of other guys and girls trying to chase you down. <laughs> that's right, yeah. You know, but Tony seems to do really well at it, man, and that's what I really like about Tony is that, He's a driver. He's a competitor. You know, I mean, he crawls underneath my car each run, and he's like, you know, let's get up on the wheel, man. Let's get this round. Let's, you know, let's go do driver stuff. Let's go, man. You know, and that's that is big to me, Doug, to be able to have a guy that that is a competitor like that to pump you up, to to bring you up to that next level. You know what I mean? And that's, uh, I think that's going to go a long way with my crew and with me as a driver and and everything it carries through. You know? Has he been behind the wheel of a funny car yet, or no? No, not a funny car. He's drove a dragster. I think he's made ten laps in Leah's car, but uh he uh he drove mine up to the line the other day and I was like, Come on man, I said, You drive one of these funny cars, you'll be throwing rocks at those dragsters, you know. Well, you know as well as I do. I mean nothing against either one of them. You know, a dragster, as long as everything's working good, it's nice and smooth. That that bull you're driving, man, that thing is fighting from the minute you hit the pedal to the minute you hit the light, you got your hands full. <laughs> Yes, sir. It's a it's a wild ride. Every every time is different in a funny car, and and you learn to listen to that motor if you value what your skin looks like. You know, it's like uh, you you definitely have to be on top of what's going on in the funny car. And I just love them, man. I mean, I just genuinely there's nothing I would trade driving a funny car for, and it's just you know it's just an adrenaline rush you can't get anywhere else. But you know, over the years I've been able to drive for I guess 15 years now or so uh, in a fuel car, and it's gotten more about just beside of me than it is the, driving the car it used to be about like just the rush but as a competitor you know it's more about who you're lining up against and really you know waxing them on the on the tree up there and then just putting them up on the trailer you know so it's uh it's funny how things change over time when you you know as a young driver you're just all excited about the car and you hope the wind light turns on but now it's like you know it's more about you know you know the wind light and, and putting loading up the driver that you're beside you know I know. That's where the fun comes in. All right, buddy. Hey, I'm going to let you go. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day to give us a call. We'll be following you here at Racer Radio throughout the year. I know Brittany uh, Sandoval, my co-host, she's going to be bummed. She's a school teacher, so she couldn't come on the line. But we'll get her on next time, and she'll love to chat with you. Yeah, for sure. And I just want to say thank you to all the fans that are listening that go out here and support everybody in NHRA and all the sponsors. I mean, our power broker Dodge, you know, uh, these dealers that you can buy performance parts and stuff and put them on your, your new vehicle and keep the warranty, stuff like that. These fans are the ones that are buying that, that these sponsors are seeing that. So your listeners are the folks that are keeping us in business. So I just want to say thank you to those folks that are out there supporting what we do. It does go a long way and it shows and it keeps us having fun and, and putting on a show for you guys. All right, buddy. We love talking to you. Take care. And, folks, you can still sign up to be a donut maker. Check it out. It's crazy. Take care, Matt. Thank you, guys. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.